Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 22nd day of March. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me as we are working through the Genesis story, specifically Genesis 39, talking about Joseph, the slave in Egypt. The story has shown that he has favor with the Lord. He's a successful man. And verse 4 says he found favor in his master's sight and served him. And we've talked about how Favor leads to servanthood. There's, a, there's another thing that I want to point out in the Joseph story in regards to his relationship to Potiphar and to the household of Potiphar. Potiphar makes him overseer over everything. In verse 5, so it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. I'm going to stop there. There's some more stuff at the end of six we're going to work on tomorrow. But for today's podcast, I I want to focus on that phrase from verse 5. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. This reminds me of a couple of other moments in the Bible, one from the Old Testament and one from the New that have a very similar literary structure and also, I think, a very similar covenantal structure. One is from the Davidic story where David and Jonathan cut a covenant. And the covenant basically says on Jonathan's part that he will always warn David and protect him from the wrath of his father Saul. And on David's part, he would always be good to and take care of Jonathan's offspring. Jonathan keeps his end of the covenant. He warns David and protects him up until the day he dies, up until the day Jonathan dies. David tries to keep his end of the covenant for a while. He takes care of Mephibosheth. Ultimately, at the end of the story, he doesn't keep his end of the covenant. He, do, he, he grows old. Maybe he thinks he's kept it a while and therefore he doesn't have to keep it forever. Um, maybe he thinks keeping it in part is the keeping of it in full. We've dealt with that story before, but the reason why this Joseph story reminds me of it is because when David does start to try and keep the covenant he made with Jonathan, he calls in a servant and says, Is there anyone left from the house of Saul so that I can show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And the point of that is that David wants to be good to someone in Saul's house, though conventional wisdom says he shouldn't be good to anyone from Saul's house. Remember, it's Saul's house that wants to kill David and that chases David until the day Saul and his sons die. So why would you be kind to them? And the scripture is very clear, for Jonathan's sake. And the reason, of course, is because David and Jonathan had a covenant. Therefore, David wanted to be good for Jonathan's sake. He was being good to his enemies on the, for the sake of his friend. A New Testament version of that literature is in the book of Ephesians, where Paul tells the church at Ephesus to forgive, be kind and forgive one another as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So 
the Ephesian church's impetus for kindness was because they were forgiven and the reason they were forgiven was for Christ's sake. Now, that tells us, you put those two together and it tells us a couple of things. One, God has put us into covenant for Jesus' sake. We are as Christ to God. I, I pause, I hesitate from saying we are accepted because Christ is accepted because it makes it look as if God doesn't really want you. He just takes you because Jesus likes you. Like, I don't really like you, but my kid likes you, so I'm going to let you eat dinner here. That's not the relationship God has with humanity at all. The reason why it's for Christ's sake is so that you will know that God views you as he views Christ. By saying, for Jonathan's sake, David is saying, I'm going to be good to someone from the house of Saul as if it were Jonathan. They don't have to earn it. They don't have to pay for it. They get it as if they were someone else. What does this have to do with Joseph? Well, this is the first time a phrase like that has appeared in the Bible. Genesis 39.5, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. So the blessing that fell on Potiphar's house fell on a house full of sin. It fell on a house of, of people who were not living right, who were worshiping strange gods. There's no doubt that there was all kinds of things going on in the house of Potiphar, the mind of Potiphar, the lifestyle of Potiphar, and his wife, whom we're going to find is less than moral. No doubt a bunch of stuff happening that God would not approve of, that we would not approve of, that we would probably even say disqualifies Potiphar's house from receiving the goodness of God. And yet, God blesses that house for Joseph's sake. And so I think we need to dispense of this idea that God doesn't bless if there's sin. God doesn't bless if there's failure. What? If God stopped blessing because there was sin, none of us would get blessed. We mess up. We have faults and fault lines and failures. But the blessing is because of Jesus. And so the blessing in Genesis 39 is because of Joseph. And once again, a type of Christ, a prelude to Christ, is being seen here in the life of Joseph. Okay, there's another point I want to make out of the Potiphar's house incident in which Joseph is about to get into some serious trouble. And I want, to, I want to bring one more thing out, but I want to give it enough time. So tomorrow on the podcast, we'll go another story at Potiphar's house in Genesis 39. Have a great day. God bless.